morning, a unique Sunday at West 7th. We always gather on Sundays for the ultimate purpose of worshiping God, making his glory known, and encouraging one another with our worship. Um, and today we want to take a couple of minutes uh, to encourage a specific group of our church family. Today we are honoring our graduating seniors from the class of 2022. It is always a difficult transition uh, when a class graduates. The whole DNA or attitude or vibe, that's what you want to call it, of a youth group can completely change. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a big deal for most groups, but it does take time to adjust to the absence and for other students to kind of step into leadership roles. And personally, it takes me a while to not be sad anymore because these are the students that you're closest to. They're older, they're typically more mature, and so you can kind of relate to them and you can turn to them and, and on trips and moments and ask them to participate in a leadership role and that sort of thing. And Jenna and I have been working with the students here for just two years, uh, but these students graduating this year are, are some that are um, part of that group when we first got here that were so incredibly welcoming to us. Uh, at the beginning of a global pandemic that had us all completely shook, uh, this group was kind of our, our core, and they have uh, continued to be that as well. This class is one that quickly bought into our ministry philosophy, and they have worked hard to serve, equip, disciple, and love others. These are some of my friends, and they have kept our kids. Don't worry, we pay them. We pay them well. And they were here to welcome our twins into the world, which was cool, uh, and they are our fellow student ministers. I'm thankful for their leadership, for their energy and commitment to West 7th Student Ministry and to our church family. We mentioned this last year, but there may be a face or two that, as we call them up here, you may not recognize. And that's because this group of students is like the rest of our student ministry. They have been involving their friends in our work here for years. In our Bible studies, our fellowship meals, our service and mission opportunities. And these friends that started as friends and maybe even have a church family elsewhere too, have become part of our family and have become workers for the kingdom with us as well. These friends are truly family. They are an integral part of our ministry efforts. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ, and I am proud of them for all that they have accomplished in school and how they have grown in their faith and maturity as Christians since I have known them in just a brief two years. These students are an active and faithful and loving part of our church family, and as their family in Christ, we want to celebrate their milestone of graduating from high school and bless them as they start a new chapter in their lives. And so I've asked Wade Denny, our shepherd overseeing the student ministry, to present our graduates a copy of a book called The Good and Beautiful God by James Brian Smith. This is on behalf of our West 7th student ministry, uh, including, I get to stand up here and act like I got this book, but this is from uh, me and from our, our ministry team, which includes our youth deacons, uh, and we are, have some of the best in the game. And so uh, this is from us. Um, this is a book that we have used uh, often to teach through. Um, it's a very practical book. It has some great chapters and then really practical advice for this next chapter for you guys. Seniors, your church family has also prepared these laundry baskets of goodies for you as well. Uh, and as you can see, they've done quite well for you, which is it's always a stressful thing when you come in here and you're like, there's one envelope, you know, there's one envelope in each one. And then you show up and you're like, oh, sweet, this is great. Today's service brought to you by Diet Sundrop. This is awesome, you know. <laughs> 
So seniors, when I read your name, if you will come up and accept uh, this book and stand in front of your basket and then just stay up here, we're going to say a prayer of blessing for you um, this morning before we begin our sermon. We'll start with uh, one of our friends who's become family, Bryant Tyler Baranek, son of Darla and Brett Baranek. Bryant was a four-year starter on the varsity baseball team at Columbia Academy. He was the CA Varsity Baseball Rookie of the Year 2019 District Tournament MVP, member of the 2019 Baseball District and Region Champions to the 2021 Division II Single A Co-Pitcher of the Year. And Bryant is pursuing a degree in physical education at Middle Tennessee State University. And we are going to miss Bryant's participation in class and him peer pressuring other students into showing up for stuff even when he couldn't make it. Uh, his favorite memory with West 7th Student Ministry was hanging out with the interns during summer 2021. Bryant Baranek. Elijah Carroll, well, I should say, because I know you all wanted it. You were like, do we clap? We don't. We'll wait till the end. Does that sound good? Okay. <laughs> Elijah Carroll, son of Chris and Heather Carroll. Elijah is making plans to attend a four-year university and study engineering. Elijah is an incredibly hard worker, a creative thinker, and I am so excited to see what he does in engineering. We're going to miss Elijah's consistent hard work and dedication to our service efforts here. Elijah said his favorite W7SM memories have been the fall retreats. Elijah Carroll. Unfortunately, uh, Caroline Cox uh, texted me real early this morning. Uh, she woke up sick, and so we are bummed for Caroline and said that she can't be here. I will read this, and we'll just kind of, like, honor her. Uh, daughter of Caroline Cox is the daughter of Chad and Amy Cox. Caroline is part of the National Honor Society, an honor roll student, member of Columbia Mayor's Youth Council, Competed at the district mock trial competition. Caroline is attending Harding University in the fall and majoring in political science and getting a minor in business. Caroline is going to be my lawyer, and we will, <laughs> uh, we're going to miss her willingness to share and her honest conversations in class. Caroline's favorite uh, youth group memory is going to impact Miss Caroline Cox. Isabel Tatiana Heffington is the daughter of David and Julie Heffington. Isabel played soccer for four years and has been an active part of the Best Buddies program. She's attending Columbia State Community College to study early childhood education. I consider Isabel to be part of my communication team. Uh, I'm going to miss her making sure I've remembered all the details for every event that we've ever do. She stays on top of me, and that's good. We need that. It's going to be missed. Isabel's favorite memory is attending Murray Christian Camp at Short Mountain uh, every year, which always fell on her birthday, which is really cool. Miss Isabel Heffington. Austin Hubble, the son of Jamie and Penny Hubble. Austin is part of the National Honor Society, started for the CA soccer team four years, kicked for the CA football team. Austin had all A's through high school. Austin is attending Harding University in the fall, and whatever he decides to study, he's going to crush it. I'm sure I wrote that. He didn't write that, just so you know. <laughs> it made it sound bad. Uh, we will miss Austin's willingness to lead us in worship and his presence around the ping pong table as well. Austin's favorite memory is the 2021 fall retreat, which is the one I was not on, if that says anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that. We just had kids. Okay. Uh, but he also put Winterfest, which I did go on, so that's good. Austin Hubble. It's Mary Grace Karkaw, the daughter of Eric and Jamie Karkaw, part of the National Honor Society, the REACH program, and she is a student ambassador and a small group leader. She is attending Harding University in the fall and pursuing a degree in elementary education. Mary Grace wants to teach fifth and sixth grade. Mary Grace is one of a few note takers that we have in class, and there is something 
uh, really encouraging and equally stressful about having a student uh, wanting to take notes in your class, and we're going to miss Mary Grace's attention in class for sure. Our favorite memories were Serve Columbia and our fall retreats, Mary Grace Karkaw. Keaton Kodat, the son of John and Tammy Kodat. Keaton is senior class president at Columbia Academy, as well as president of the Robotics Club, Best Buddies, and the Science Club. He's also the captain of the mock trial team. Keaton is attending the University of Alabama and majoring in chemistry and physics. And we will only kind of miss Keaton's dominance at ping pong. Uh, I'm definitely going to miss Keaton bringing 40 games, uh, board games, on a two-day trip. That will be missed for sure. Keaton's favorite memory is beating all of the interns in ping pong for the last six years. <laughs> See, we are only kind of going to miss that. Okay, uh, Mr. Keaton Kodak. Cannon Lansdell is the son of Charlie and Emily Lansdell. Cannon played football at Columbia Academy for four years and was team captain this last season. He played basketball for three years and he was named All-State Defensive Back in all region and all area teams. Cannon was awarded multiple awards on the football team, including the permanent captain and most outstanding defensive back. Cannon plans to pursue a career in film, 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 sorry, Cannon, pursue a career in film and sports media and has been accepted at Harding University and the University of North Alabama. Cannon has some of the most thoughtful answers in Bible class and our devos. Uh, me and Jenna still talk about a home devo that we had at our house with about 15 students. Uh, and Cannon had some incredibly insightful things to say that night, and we really appreciate that. Um, some absolute home runs, and so we're going to miss that, uh, and I'm going to personally miss catching up with him after class. Cannon's favorite memory was the senior retreat to Gatlinburg in summer 2021, Cannon Lansdale. Miss Libby Love is the daughter of Jacob and Laurie Love. Libby was the cheer captain for the CA Varsity Squad. She is a small group Bible study leader. She received the Distinguished Tennessean Scholarship and Libby was admitted to the 1794 Honor Scholar Program at the University of Tennessee, where she will be majoring in elementary education. Libby is going to make a fantastic youth intern somewhere. Uh, we will miss her leadership and her attitude before, during, and after class and during our activities. Libby's favorite memory of her time in the student ministry was Murray Christian Camp and the senior retreat to Gatlinburg. Miss Libby Love. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kaylee Catherine Savage is the daughter of Ricky and Julie Savage. Kaylee was the CA marching band drum major and led the band to best in class at the 2021 Pulaski Marching Band Competition. Kaylee is a President's List and Honor Roll student, a student ambassador, and she is attending Tennessee Tech University in the fall and will be majoring in business management. We're going to miss Kaylee's commitment to this group and her consistency with her attendance. She is always here, even when it's difficult, and she is a great example to me and to those in our class. Our favorite memory is Serve Columbia and Senior Retreat, Kaylee Savage. Jake Skidmore, son of Jason and Amy Skidmore, member of the National Honor Society and Honor Roll student, and played on the boys varsity soccer team at Columbia Academy. Jake is attending Lipscomb University this fall and majoring in biochemistry and pursuing medical school. And we're going to miss Jake's maturity for sure. He's a lot like having another youth minister in the room in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm going to miss his attentiveness in Bible class uh, and our study as well. His favorite memories are from Winterfest through the years. Mr. Jake Skidmore. Annabeth Wright is the daughter of Al and Carla Wright, member of the National Honor Society, a member 
uh, of the ACT 30 Plus Club and was on the varsity cheer squad that was state runner-up. She is attending Lipscomb University and majoring in biology, so maybe you guys will see each other in class. That's cool. We're going to miss uh, Annabeth's laugh. She is always smiling and laughing, making others laugh. I'm thankful for how consistent uh, she brings friends as well. Um, her favorite memories were from Impact, Miss Annabeth writes. And last but not least, and not even the shortest, which is mind-blowing, but, uh, okay, uh, I know, she didn't know. Kate Yokely is the daughter of Greg and Shannon Yokely. She was in band her freshman year, best buddies in science club her sophomore year. She played varsity soccer her junior year. Kate is attending the Paul Mitchell uh, School to study cosmetology to become a hairdresser. And I'm going to miss Kate checking in on me on Wednesdays. Um, it's easy for students to come into the teen center for Bible study, to see their friends, to kind of dive right into whatever we're doing and that sort of thing. But Kate always goes out of her way uh, to ask me how I'm doing. And that is not unnoticed, Kate. So thank you. And it will be missed. Her favorite memory was church camp and our four interns last summer, Miss Kate Yokely. This concludes the presentation of our graduates from the class of 2022. This is a group of young people our church family can be proud of and thankful for, and I am so thankful for the time that I got to spend with them, have them in our home, and be on the road with them, and I only wish that I had more time with you guys, as is typical this time of year. I am so excited to see what all you accomplish for the kingdom. I hope that uh, you are gearing up for one last summer in student ministry. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So God bless you and your families as you enter this new stage, this new chapter in your life. I'll now ask Wade to lead a prayer of blessing over our graduates and their families. Our Father, we thank you that we have been able to come together as your people this morning. And Father, we lift up to you these graduates. Father, we pray that as they go from us here in all their separate ways and all of their endeavors, that you will strengthen them, that you will guard them, that you will remind them to seek first your kingdom. And Father, we pray that, that you will use them in your kingdom however you see fit. And Father, for their families, we pray that you will strengthen them to let them go as they are transitioning between children to adults. And Father, strengthen these families. Father, bless us. Father, keep us. Thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Seniors, you can have a seat, and we will take a group photo afterwards. Parents, students, I'll meet you back up here. Thank you, church. Uh, thank you for loving each other so well. Um, it is really special to see uh, how you care for these students, how you care for their families, how much you love them. Jenna and I love all of you, and we are so thankful for you, uh, especially this time of year uh, where there's just a lot going on with our students and how we feel supported is uh, incredibly appreciated. I really appreciate the opportunity to have a, a Senior Sunday each year, um, but I totally understand. It's not lost on me. If you're visiting with us this morning or if you're like, me, you know, when I don't have a senior, that, that's, is it weird? It's a little weird, right? It's something different. It's definitely unique. I, I'm glad that we do it. 
um, but I understand. And, and I had someone come up to me last year and, and comment on kind of the shrine um, that we do to the seniors and, and make a comment about like, is this some sort of Old Testament sacrifice sort of thing? And, and it stuck with me, right? I, I was like, that's, it is weird. It is interesting. Uh, and so I wanted to start by answering a question maybe some of you have asked this morning about why. Why do we have a Senior Sunday? Uh, and I want to share my mindset going into this day, going into um, you know, this time of year. And maybe this is the, the idea is my mindset on this day is also a good encouragement, a reminder for us as Christians that have a relationship with Jesus, um, what we are all about as a people. Graduation from high school is more than just another accomplishment. Uh, this is a milestone, it's a checkpoint, it's a new chapter, it's a rite of passage. And as your church family, we want you to know, seniors, that we care about these things, that we care about what's going on in your life, whether it is this monumentous occasion that is something that feels like a rite of passage and a new chapter, we care about that. We also care about the little things. We care about what's going on, and that goes for all of us that are here this morning. Yes, we care about seniors, and we also care about you, fill in the blank, whatever your name is. We care about those things. And I think the most important part of today is that this is more than celebrating our seniors. Yes, we're glad that they're here. We're excited um, that we've had you and that you know, you're graduating, this is awesome, and we want to celebrate you, we want to acknowledge that, we want to take the time to do that, but more than that, we are also sending you, as we've already mentioned, we are sending you out from this church. We feel that we have served you and equipped you and loved you well, and we want you to go and do that well in the world. And we are a sent people, and we're going to talk about that this morning. When I was in college at Harding University, I attended uh, a service that the Downtown Church of Christ did uh, at the Benson Auditorium, which is on Harding's campus. It's the big auditorium. And I did this because that auditorium is about 60 seconds from my dorm room bed, okay? And so this allowed me to sleep in like another 17 minutes because normally I would sleep right up until it, you know, or sometimes through it and do as I teach, not as I do, right, sort of thing. But um, this was like, I'm going to wake up, roll out of bed, go to this, because there is church meeting like right across the street. That's very exciting. And I didn't know that this was like a special church service. And I show up, and they have two services at downtown, and they've combined them into one service, and they've brought them into this large auditorium. And it was a special service for a missionary team that was going to be moving to Tanzania. So I immediately was like, why am I here? Whoops, you know, I've made a mistake. Uh, and there were five to seven families that eventually came onto the stage, and the families were prayed for by the elders, and they had different families come and tell them how they were going to be supporting their missionaries, uh, how they were going to be supporting them, you know, spiritually speaking. And it was awesome. And it's one of these weird memories that I have of college where I tried to sleep in a little bit and show up for a weird service, and it, it stuck with me. It was an incredible morning. And that's how I want this day to feel. Seniors, we are sending you into the world, not just to represent your family or West Seventh Church family, but to represent the kingdom of God, which is such a cool thing. We are all ascent people, and today is a reminder of our responsibility as those loved by God and those serving him. In Matthew 28, Jesus sends his apostles out and effectively sends us out into the world to make disciples and to baptize them into a relationship with him and his kingdom. In Acts chapter 1, uh, it says that we are sent to be witnesses. We have this responsibility as those sent to be witnesses for Jesus. In John chapter 20, Jesus appears to his disciples. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He appears and it's, it's shocking and it's exciting and this is great. And one of the things that he says, I mean, imagine how precious that time is. 
the time that he's come back to spend with his disciples, his apostles, his closest friends. He says, just as God sent me, I'm sending you. Something we talked about last year on this Sunday was, hey, we have a mission, and we need to remember our mission statement, and this is where this sort of thing begins. We are a people that have been sent, and we have been sent into the world on a kingdom mission. And so what does that look like? And I want to talk about three things, three mentalities, three mindsets, three things to remember for all of us as we are all sent people into the world. We are sent to be bold. We studied the book of Acts for this first semester um, of their senior year. We did it for, I think, three or four months. We were in the book of Acts on Sunday mornings, and these seniors have heard plenty from the book of Acts, and they understand that when the Spirit shows up in your life, it is in a very bold way. When the Spirit is active in our lives, it causes boldness. The early church was marked by their boldness. Acts 4 says a couple of different times that the church would speak with boldness. The apostles would speak with boldness. We are a people that have been sent by Jesus into the world to speak up for the gospel, to take a vocal stance for righteousness. And when you think about someone saying something audacious, something with boldness, there are certain types of speaking that come to mind, right? Maybe we think preaching. Uh, maybe we think audacious claims. One of my favorites, um, you know, maybe you think about people on ESPN or politicians. One of my favorite audacious claims, uh, especially as a 31-year-old, uh, was Bill Gates telling his university professors, he was like, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. And then he was a billionaire by 31, with a B, right? I'm a little behind. Um, but that's crazy, right? What an audacious claim to say, I'm going to be a millionaire at a certain age, right? That's incredible. And then to surpass that, right? That, that's a bold thing to say. I, and you can think that, and you can believe that, but don't, don't say that out loud. That, that comes off cocky or arrogant or like you know everything. But I think that's part of a boldness mentality. That's part of what the Spirit wants from us. We talked about this in class just this last Wednesday night. We are sent to say something. We must speak up on behalf of the gospel, and that requires leaning into the Spirit. It requires living with a certain type of boldness. And so seniors and the rest of us, as we move into the world each and every day, right, let's approach that with a bold attitude. Secondly, we are sent to be an uncomfortable people. And I hate talking about this with teens, but the more and more I read the gospel, the more I think we are sent to be an uncomfortable people. And that looks like a lot of different things. Jenna and I uh, just bought a Peloton stationary bike, okay? Um, it was about a month ago, and we have set it up in our garage, and we have been putting some metaphorical miles on this bike because uh, it doesn't really move. Um, and I think the first three weeks of riding that bike were maybe the most uncomfortable I've ever been, physically speaking. It was brutal. Uh, you know, you're, you're biking, and, uh, you know, it's, it's very durable. It looks good. You know, you feel good about working out, but they've made the seat out of, like, leftover metal parts. You know, it's a terrible seat. And then I've got the biking shorts, which is a whole other conversation. But <laughs> they do, you know, all this work on this bike, and it's uncomfortable. And then you get off, and you can't walk for three weeks. Um, trying to engage your core and everything, it's uncomfortable. And when we think about things that make us uncomfortable, that's typically the first thing we think of, right? I don't like to be hot. I don't like to be cold. I don't like to be sweaty. I don't like awkward conversations because that makes me sweaty, whatever it is. It's not exactly what I wanted to do. It's not exactly what I wanted to wear. It's not what I wanted to spend my money on. Those things make me uncomfortable. Seniors, you've accomplished a lot 
uh, in your time in, in middle school and high school, I'm sure in elementary school, but you've checked a lot of boxes, right? Uh, you've received awards and grades and recognition, and now it feels like you have to start over. And it's, it's uncomfortable being the freshman again. It's uncomfortable being uh, the new guy or girl in the workforce, being the rookie. That can be uncomfortable. Jesus says to prepare to be uncomfortable. In Matthew 8, 18 through 22, now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side, and a scribe came up and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. He wanted to follow him, but he wanted to take care of his family first. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. It's uncomfortable when we put our kingdom next to the kingdom of God. And he says, these things take precedent. That is an uncomfortable idea, an uncomfortable mentality, and yet we are sent to be bold and sent to be uncomfortable. We are sent to do uncomfortable things for the sake of people's souls. We are sent to have awkward conversation about our faith and about um, religious and spiritual things with our friends and with strangers and with family that used to be religious and all of that. We are sent to get sweaty for others' comfort, not our own. And if we're not careful, we put our own comfort before the cross. And it's something that these students as seniors have heard over and over the last two years. We are sent, we live, we exist to put the cross before our own comfort. Finally, we are sent to be missionaries. Uh, I'm going to make one final Space Jam reference for this particular class. And I've referenced Space Jam a lot. It's a movie that is jam-packed full of uh, little idioms and stories that you can make. And it's not lost on me. The movie came out in 1996. No one's seen it, okay? It was for me and my generation, and they're like, we've kind of seen Space Jam, but I'm going to make one more reference for Space Jam for them uh, because there are an infinite amount of examples that I could pull from this. But uh, in Space Jam, Sean Bradley is a seven-foot-six NBA basketball player, uh, and he's not that anymore. But he is a seven-foot-six basketball player, and he has his talent stolen, right? That's the whole plot of Space Jam by aliens, which is neither here nor there. But... Uh, and see how relatable Space Jam is? You guys, you got to watch it. Okay. Um, so Sean is seen in this movie. I mean, he's this huge guy. It's fascinating to watch him. They show him having all these tests done to see where his talent has gone. And he's in a hospital, and he walks into the door frame and falls back. You know, it's very funny. Uh, and then they show him lying on this um, uh, the bench in a therapist's office, and he's talking through, maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe he's lost his talent, not because of aliens, but because of something in his head, Right. And he's laying down on this bench, and there's about six feet of him hanging off the bench. And he says, you know, I've got other talents. I could go back, I could work on the farm, or I could move back to the jungle and be a missionary again. And six-year-old Barrett heard that and equated jungle with missionary. And I thought for an embarrassingly long time that every missionary had to be sent to a jungle. I'm serious. I mean, like past 12, I thought that, okay? For a long time, that was my mentality. We are all missionaries all the time. I don't know if it's something that we've taught or some sort of weird Space Jam moment for you, but we all at some point think, well, being a missionary is a radical calling. That's something special. That's something different. You got to go to another state. You got to move across the country. Uh, you got to take less pay. You got to, you know, it's a weird thing. That's not for me. No, you are sent and commanded to be some flavor of missionary in this world. 
We are all missionaries. We are working for the same leader. We have the same mission, and we have the same ultimate goal. We are all missionaries here in our hometown, on our university campus, at work, at the ballpark, at the restaurant, whatever it is, wherever it is, you are called and sent to be a missionary. And that may seem like a lot. It may seem radical, and it's supposed to be. We should all have a bold and uncomfortable missionary mindset. Where does that, the church fit into that? That's our final question. We, we get it. We're all uh, following Jesus. There is a certain mentality that is required from us. So where does this, the gathering of brothers and sisters and church family, where does that fit into the plan? Something that we say a lot in student ministry is that church was always part of the plan. There's a lot of people that say, I love Jesus, but I'm not into religion. I love Jesus. I have a relationship. I believe in God, but I'm not into the church thing. Well, church was always part of his plan. If you were truly a missionary that is acting boldly and uncomfortably for the sake of the gospel, then you need to know that your church family is here for you. Seniors, we want you to know that we are here for you. When you have seasons of doubt, seasons of depression, anxiety, apathy, when you feel empty or hurt or even tired of how we do things as a church, we still want you here. We want to hear from you. We want to encourage you. We want to help sustain you. We want to start uh, involving you more and more. We want you to lead us. Church, I address the seniors in that, but it goes for all of us. We are here for one another. When you struggle or have needs, this family should feel approachable to you. That is one of my favorite things about Jesus. Um, that's a question that I ask every person I interview to be a youth intern here. We, we start there. We, I just ask them, what's your favorite thing about Jesus? If you're uncomfortable talking about your favorite thing about Jesus, maybe you need some time to develop spiritually, right? It's something that we ask our students. It's something that me and Jenna think about a lot how approachable Jesus is. Thousands upon thousands came to this man to be fed, to be healed, even to hear his teaching. Even the ones that were embarrassed to approach him, even the ones that were ashamed to approach him, he was so approachable that they would go out of their way and put themselves in shameful, awkward, lowered through the ceiling situations to approach this man. I hope that you pick maybe something to think about today. You can write this in the notes section. Pick your favorite person that approached Jesus. Think about that. Who was it? I love the centurion in Matthew 8, right? Jesus says, I've never seen faith like this. He could wrap his mind around the power of Jesus, and he was totally out of that cultural scenario. But Jesus is incredibly approachable, and the church that meets here at West 7th, we want to be approachable like that. We want to be approachable like him. So this morning, as we wrap up, if you need to be baptized and commit your life to him and his mission, or if you simply covet the prayers and support of this loving congregation, uh, we want to be approachable. We want to help. We want to be a part of your life, uh, and that not for our glory, but for his. Um, and so whatever it is that you need, we invite you to come up front and make your needs known while we stand and while we sing. Oh, Father.